Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Rev. Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Fair weather. See, I'm talking about people who are close to you because things are good. I know them. I'm talking about people who call you every day because they know that you have something good. Fair weather commitment. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 4. Proverbs 19 4. Quickly, my brother. Fair weather. Wealth. Wealth maketh many friends. Wealth maketh many friends. But the poor is separated from his neighbor. Wealth. I mean, there are some people who come around you because you have something for them. I'm talking about fair weather. They call you. They visit you because you have something for them. Fair weather. Things are good. Things are nice. So they come near. They're not really friends. But because things are good. Look, the reason why nobody is calling because you are broke. Have money, people will call you. <laughs> I know things. Fair weather. Coming around because things are okay. Coming around because things are nice. Because of what they know they will get. Hallelujah. Yeah, because wealth is attractive. Wealth is attractive. There are some people who even come to the church because it's fair weather. They need something. When I was in New York, a brother came to see me. He came to visit the church. As soon as he came, he said, I want to see you. And I said, what? He said, you know, you, you, you see, we need to, I mean, mobilize our people. I said, for what? You see, you see, you, see, you, have, you, you have influence. You have, to, you have to use it. I said, for what? It says, so that we can control the elections. <laughs> so, in Ghana, the only reason why he came to see me was he wants to run for election in Ghana. And therefore, he came to see me that so I can use my influence to help him. He even had a radio station said I should come and preach on it in New York. The last time I checked on that page, he's one of the presidential candidates. So his only reason for coming to church is so that mobilized for, for, his, for, for his presidential ambition. Fair weather. Things are nice. Things are good. So everybody comes around. Some people even come to the church because it's a nice community. They are nice ladies. Fair weather. <laughs> Fair weather. Hallelujah. Yeah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. 
Because, you know, when everyone say, well, they get many friends. I'm telling you. Recently, a family member was having, a family member was having a, I didn't, I mean, had been called to, we had made a partner. And therefore, he was going to have a party. Then one of, another family member said that, I will not come. When I heard it, I laughed. I said, it's not a problem. He doesn't need to go. Because his presence will not be missed. When somebody's been made a partner, a lot of people want to come. <laughs> so you are not coming, nobody will miss you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, somebody who made a partner in the law firm in the UK, many people want to associate with that person. So you are not coming, you will not be missed. Because what make many friends? Fair weather. Hallelujah. Yeah. People who come around because you have something to give them. Hallelujah. Yeah. Fair weather. That's not it, is it? Don't, that's not the type of commitment you need. See, you don't need a friend who is nice to you because he can get something out of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, the true test, the true test of friendship is crisis. Can I get an amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. What will prove your friendship? What will prove your friendship is crisis. Hallelujah. Huh? What, that's what will prove your friendship. It's crisis. Difficulty is what will prove your friendship. Hallelujah. So when you read the Bible of the account of the man, in, in, uh, uh, the man at the pool in the book of John, I think it's John, John 19, 4. Oh, John, John 5, 1, sorry. John 5, 1. Okay. John, 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 the book of John. John chapter 5, verse 1, I believe. And there was a feast of, the, of Jews, uh, and there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Continue. Now there was at the Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called Bethsaida, having five porches. In this lay a great, you see, look at the people who are there. In this lay a great multitude of important folk, blind, hot, water, and moving the water. For the angel came to trouble the water. Let's continue. And a certain man, which had, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, 38 years. 38 years. 38 years. Continue. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? He asked me a question, Fever, will you want to be healed? What was it? The important man answered, Sir, I have what? I have not what? Can you? I have not what? Don't you think he had relatives before? I think of I really like you. Don't you think the guy had relatives before? He did. Huh? He did. He did. He did. But what has happened? What has happened? He's poor. He's poor. You see, you see, I'm trying to show you something. This guy, you see, I have no man. Don't you think he had relatives before? And phrase before? But human nature at the sea, chronic problems and chronic issues make people run away from you. Can I get an amen? This guy had people before. He had relatives. But suddenly, because you see, chronic problems 
And chronic issues make people run away from you. As soon as you call and they see your number, they block it. Because chronic problems. They block your number. Your number is literally blocked. Because that's human nature. Chronic issues. Chronic problems. He says, sir, I have no man. I will not even be surprised if he, if he was married and the wife has left him. Why you say, oh. uh, it could be. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like look at me like yes. Especially Newark women. <laughs> I can easily leave you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Commitment. You see, what I want to say is that, you see, life has its ups and downs. Hallelujah. Life has its ups and downs. Amen. So don't come around only when things are nice. You must also be around when things are not good. Life has ups and downs. Say, I have no man. Marriage has its ups and downs. Unless you have not been married before. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, there is an Arabian, there's an old Arabian proverb which says that all sunshine makes a desert. You understand? All sunshine makes a desert. If it's only sunshine all the time, what happens is a desert. So expect that sometimes there will be sunshine. Sometimes there will be rain. So that you can have natural. Or all sunshine makes a desert. So some days it will be sunshine. Some days it will be gloomy. That's life. Hallelujah. So don't say that I can't take it anymore. Who should take it? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm preaching a, a very good important message, commitment. It means that in the marriage, they'll be precious. In the marriage, if the marriage is real, they'll be precious. There will be pressure of no children. Do you leave your wife because you can have a child? That pressure will be there. So marriage will go to pressure of infertility. One of the most useless and deceptive brother I ever pastored. I call him useless and deceptive. Was a brother who was going to marry an older lady. Young man with strength was going to marry an older lady. And obviously, the lady was documented. He was undocumented. Hey, I see where this is going. And the lady came to tell, and, 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 and when the story came to me, and I know the lady too, the lady had finished having her children and has tied her tube. 
A true story I'm telling you. And this guy wanted to marry her in the church. So I told the girl, do you know that she has tied her tube? She said, yes, I know, Reverend. And I said, are you sure? So, she said, love is stronger than death. And many waters cannot quench her. <laughs> That's what she told me. <laughs> he was preaching to me, Happy Rosie. He was preaching to me. I said, okay, thank you, brother. I have no, I, I don't have the, my faith. I, thank you for your faith. So, they got married. Documentations were done. A year later, the brother came to see me. And I asked her, what is going to say? I want to leave the marriage. I said, why? It's because she can't give birth. I'm telling you, Joyce, I'm not lying to you. Joyce, Joyce, as if you were there. He looked at me and said, because she cannot give birth. And I said, but are you the same person? I sat you down and said she had tied her. She said, yes, I told you. But she was believing God for a miracle. I said, hey! So when she told me that time, she was believing God for a miracle. Wow. It was like a movie. I found it was like a, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, "Hey." I told you he has tied her tubes. You told me that love is stronger than death. And today you are telling me that you were believing God for a miracle. And the miracle is not happening, so you are living there. The miracle was the purpose. Maybe that was her. <laughs> a Christian brother. I couldn't believe my ears. Look. You, you can see that. What I'm saying is that. Life has challenges. Marriage, in the marriage, there will be a challenge. In, in, in the marriage, see, challenges with children. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Challenges with, challenges with food. <laughs> Look. That is why, can I preach to you honestly? That is why I personally, I personally, I am very wary of people who travel abroad and marry other nationalities. I am always wary of them going back home. You may have a beautiful relationship with your wife here. I'm telling you. I've seen something in my eyes. You live in Jersey. You married a Caucasian, whatever it is. You are used to McDonald's salads and burgers. You don't complain. And then you move back to Kumasi. Suddenly, 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 my stories are true. Suddenly, you are saying that you want to eat your local food when you know that this girl does not know how to make this food.
preach it to you. Suddenly you want to eat live snail and crabs. <laughs> I'm telling you a true story. Because I know a white lady who was crying because of this problem. We had no problem when we were living in England. Now you have moved. So I was telling you, look, personally, I mean, that's, I mean, and it's not a law. When you marry from different nationalities, be careful. It's better for you to live in a neutral country. I mean, it's not a law. But think about it carefully. It's a good advice because you'll be surprised the external pressure that will come in. It's not a law, I beg you. I'm just giving you an advice. Because I saw a white lady crying because the guy wanted to eat local food. He said, we had no problem living in England. We're living in England. No problem. We're fine. Suddenly, we are living somewhere in Kumasi. Kumasi is a place in Ghana. And pressure. Now, your, 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 I mean, your sister-in-law is bringing fufu and oh, fufu and in the morning for a white lady. Hey, what is this? Challenges will come. I said challenges will come. In the marriage, I don't know why I'm talking about marriage. Maybe, maybe I'm, see, in the marriage, challenges will come. Things will change. Your wife's weight will change. <laughs> I say your wife's weight will change. The changing of the weight is a must. It shall surely come to pass that one day she will move from size 2 to size 10. And that is not a reason to leave her. That's not a reason to leave her. I'm preaching to you. I mean, I mean, why are you leaving her? There was one lady, oh my story starts, there was one lady who said that her husband criticizes so much about her weight that when she's undressing and the husband is there, she feels nervous. Tell you. He says, she has to go into the bathroom and lock the door and change. I mean, what, I mean, what do you expect? You've married an African woman. What, and you have married an African woman. And naturally, the way we are, after one or two children, things begin to change. <laughs> one, time, one time we were in Korea, in South Korea. You said you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, we were in South Korea. We went for a conference, Dr. Cho's conference. And uh, these are our sisters. They were walking around the Korean. And you said the Korean women were wondering. So one actually want to touch the backside. You stand. This is, this is the only backside I can touch. One actually want to take the back to say that what it is real. <laughs> one of the Korean women want to touch our sister's backside. Because they are not used to this. You know the Korean. Yes, it's like this. Yes, it's like this. But ours is heavy duty. We have the heavy. <laughs> We really have the heavy duty. What is we going here? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? Somebody saw somebody's beloved recently said, Hey, brother, say amen. <laughs> 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 ah, 
duty. So the way change should not be. Can I get an amen? You're precious. After all, how did she gain weight? Was it you? Who is the cause of the weight gain? Your children had the cause of the weight. Precious will come. Pressure of the man not working. I'm talking about precious. When you married him, he had a good job, but now he's unemployed. And because of that, you don't respect him and you insult him. You know, let me tell you something. Ladies. Ladies, shall I advise you? Shall I advise you? Listen to me. The man is already sad about the situation already. Do you think he's happy that he doesn't have a job? Do you think he's happy? He's already sad about it already. So your role is to encourage him not to pepper it in. Do you think the man is happy that he's unemployed? Do you think he's happy? He's already depressed. He's already depressed. So instead of encouraging him, stop calling him a lazy man. I think the man is a genuine man. I, I, no genuine man is happy not to have a job, I'm telling you. So what he needs is encouragement. Not criticisms. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Listen, serving God Working in the church, life has its ups and downs. Hallelujah. Because well, I know a brother, I mean, I know a brother that the wife came to see me. What's the problem? Because he said the man cannot perform in the bedroom. Wonderful. <laughs> So the wife was saying that whether we can prescribe Viagra for him. So I called the guy. He said, Reverend, I don't need Viagra. He said, my manhood is gone because of the pressure and the humiliation. I'm preaching to somebody. He said, my manhood is gone. Listen. Challenges are there. But our commitment must be strong. Amen. Life has ups and downs. Hallelujah. This is serving God has its up and down. Serving God has its up and down. It's not every day. I heard somebody once on the he left the church and I said, Why is it? Because she came to what I preach, he didn't like. Listen to me. If you like all everything I preach all the time, then you are a hypocrite. Or I am not a good preacher. Some messages you will like, some messages you will not like. And the ones you don't like is the Holy Ghost speaking to you. <laughs> That's what you need. That's actually what you need. I'm preaching to you. The one that I preach that you feel annoyed. That is the spirit. You see, because you see, because you see, when you see a snake, it means it has been agitated. So the fact that the demon in you is agitated, that's why you are annoyed. So that is the message you need. Every time you come there and I preach and you get. Mm, Ah, you know that some, some, some demons have been in trouble. 
preach the message that you like every Sunday? Wow. Hallelujah. So ups and downs do happen. Amen. That's why Job said, though he slays me, yet still would I love him. Hallelujah. You see, one, let me show you the scripture. The difference between God's commitment and man's commitment. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. 2 Timothy 4, 16. This is Paul. Can you say, at my first answer, no man stood with me. Paul, when he was in prison, at his first answer, everybody ran away. At my first, nobody stood with me. But all men forsook me. All men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be led to their charge. Everybody scattered. Everybody scattered. Next one. Notwithstanding. Somebody say, notwithstanding. Say with me, notwithstanding. Say, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Look, people may abandon you, but God does not abandon you. Everybody scattered, but notwithstanding. Because God does not abandon us in crisis. Hallelujah. Notwithstanding. Hallelujah. Notwithstanding. So I'm talking about, I'm, 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 I'm talking about the lowest type of commitment, which is fair weather. Ask your neighbor, are you a fair weather friend? I'm just ask your neighbor, especially those of you here, are you a fair weather friend? Ask them, are you a fair weather friend? Because you know what you're going to get from me. That's why you're coming. I have the computer games. I have everything. That's why you're coming. Huh? Fake friend, right? That's the fake friend. Fair weather. Hallelujah. Fair weather friend. Then there's the next, there's the next level of commitment, which is called situational. Situational friendship commitment. Situational. Situational means that situational means that we are friends or we are close because we happen to find ourselves in the same environment. That's what situational means. A good example is that the, you have some classmates. This, you have some classmates who are your friends once you were in elementary school, but you don't talk to them anymore. Do you talk to them anymore? You talk to them anymore? Not at all. But they were your friends, isn't it? Because it was the environment. Situational. Hallelujah. So the person is your friend because you happen to be in the same environment. You see, and sometimes we have situational church members. They come to church because the church is next door. I'm preaching. The day they relocate, now it's too far. It means that your commitment was just because it was nearby. Your commitment. I come all the way from Pennsylvania. I come from another state. Because my commitment to this church is not situational. That is why I drive all the way from Pennsylvania to Newark. Multiple times a week because it's not situational. You just move down the temp park and you stop coming. That's the temp like. My house is too far. Situational. Situational. Our commitment should go beyond situational. 
Hallelujah. Yes. Situational. Things are just nice. Amen. Yeah. That's all. Situational. You see, your commitment, your commitment should be more than situational. Hallelujah. Somebody who, if you're a true friend, your commitment should be more than situational. Hallelujah. That is why when you read that book, at least Bishop mentioned my name, and I'm glad he mentioned my name. My name is in that book. Even though he lives in Ghana and I live here, we are still friends. It's non-situational. Commitment beyond environment and circumstantial. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Situational. Person is your friend because things are really in the same neighborhood. But we must go beyond. Our commitment must go beyond situational. Hallelujah. There is something called non-situational. Whereby because of the commitment to the person, it doesn't matter whether we live close or we travel, we are still friends. I'm sure all of us have friends like that. Somebody that you still talk to. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that, in fact, a good example of that was David and Jonathan. Yeah. David and Jonathan. First Samuel twenty twelve to eighteen. First Samuel twelve twenty twelve. David and Jonathan. That was a, a good friend. Or maybe okay, David and Jonathan were friends, and at at, at the point, Jonathan passed away. But let's see, let's see, let's go to um, Second Samuel chapter nine. Verse one, because I'm, I'm running out of time, so. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. And David said, Is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul? David said, Is there anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Why? Why? For Jonathan's sake. Because David was friends with Jonathan. And Jonathan had died. Jonathan is no longer around. But David still remembers his good friend. You see, the, the fact that you don't have any old friends around you shows you your character. Some of you can't point to any old friends. I'm showing you. I'm showing you. That is why, that is why one of the best advice prophet gave me, and, and I give to anybody, before you marry the girl, one of the things you must find out that she have old friends. Ah. I said before you marry her, one of the things you must require that she have old friends. Because her inability to have old friends is the same reason why one day she will dump you. Because she cannot keep old relationship. The girl you are going to marry, she has quarreled with every roommate of yours. And you are becoming her roommate. Get ready for the quarrel. <laughs> Your ability to keep 
old friends is a reflection of your character. It is only dubious people who don't have old friends because your past is crooked and checkered. Put your hands together for the Lord. Jonathan said, look, I still remember my friend. David said, I still remember my friend Jonathan. I still remember my friend Jonathan. So even though he's dead, I still, for because of Jonathan, I'll do, I still remember. Who are your old friends? Can we point to somebody who knows you? You have no old friends. You just have to associate people. One time I asked a wife, does your husband have friends? She said, Reverend, he doesn't. I said, that's the problem. I told the wife that that is the problem. The person does not have friends. He has the, he, he lacks the ability to relate. The gene of relation is deleted. No wonder he cannot relate with you. you I told the wife, you are not the problem. The person has a genetic defect. <laughs> it's unfortunate. The gene to relate is not there. Non-situational. Non-situational means you are my friend. Whether you are there or you are not there. So that is why I ask you that you see, anybody who can badmouth you in your absence is not a good friend. Because if we are non-situational, it means in my presence or absence, you are still my friend. So not that you say good things to, to my face. Then when I turn my back, something different. That is what it is. A non-situational friend will defend you in your, abs- your presence or your absence. And that is what the Bible is required. You see, when you, when you for those of us who are Bible students, when you talk about the Christian armor, the Christian armor, the armor of the Christian, it talks about the helmet of salvation, the uh, breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. So you can see that everything is here. There's nothing at the back. And the only, so that there's, there's no armor at the back. When you look at the warrior, it's the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, uh, belt of truth, shoe short reflection of the gospel. There is nothing covering the back. And the reason why God doesn't want anything to cover the back, you are supposed to cover my back. You my friend. You are supposed to cover my back. The question is, when you are behind me, do I feel safe? Hallelujah. The reason why God did not give any protection for my back is because your, your duty is to cover my back. Yeah. I mean, you have charismatic churches. This is our type of churches. That the head pastor cannot travel. The head pastor cannot travel. Because when you travel, by the time you come, the assistants will have killed the church. But thank God our church is not like that. Give the Lord a hand run. I can travel any day, anywhere. Bishop can travel. We all can travel because our church, by the grace of God, is not like that. I said, by the grace of God, it's not like that. Because there's no armor at the back. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'll give you quickly three types of commitment. Fair weather, situational, 
And, and, then, and, and, and non-situational. At, at least, at least, tell your neighbor, at least be non-situational. At least, at least be non situational. Hallelujah. Ah. At least, amen. Then, the, the best form of commitment, the one I want to talk more about today, the best form of commitment, okay, the best form of commitment, the one that is needed, that is necessary to build, is what is called marital commitment. That's level four. So level one is fair weather. Level two is what? Situational. Level three is what? Non-situational. Level four is marital. <laughs> Some people are getting nervous. Because I've mentioned the word marital again. Yeah. Yeah. Marital. You see, in for, 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 for fruit to abound, to bear fruit, to increase, the relationship should be marital. Which is deep relationship. Amen. I said amen. And I'm talking about, you see, what I'm saying is, it's both our relationship with one another and also our relationship with the church. And God, you see, Jesus Christ relates to the church not with a situational or no situation about marital. Hallelujah. You want, the, you want the reason? I'll show you. Romans chapter 7 verse 4. Romans chapter 7 verse 4. Wherefore my brethren, wherefore my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law of the body of Christ. That you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. You should, you should, you should, our relationship with Christ should be like a marital relationship. Okay? Okay? That we should bring forth fruit unto God. It is only in marital relationship that you, you, are, you can bring fruit. As as I don't need to marry to bring fruit. You can't. If you do that, that's illegal. <laughs> marital Christ relates to the church marital because the only relationship that genuinely can bring fruit is marital relationship hallelujah so if we want to build if we want to grow if we want to do well then we must relate to the church as, as marital Hallelujah. Because that's how Jesus Christ relates with the church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, marital. Marital. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2. 2 Corinthians 11 2. This is Paul. For I am jealous over you with I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. There's something called godly jealousy. I said there's something called what? I said there's something called what? You see, I once watched one of these Nigerian movies. I don't watch a lot of them. But one day I watched one Nigerian movie. And in the Nigerian movie, a boy had a girlfriend. 
And there was this rich man who was interested in a girl. So the rich man took the girl to his house and slept with the girl. And then somebody told the boy that this man has taken your girlfriend to his house and they are sleeping. So the boy drove to the house. And when he got to the house, you know how those Africans have this big gate. So as he was standing, the gate opened. And he saw the guy coming from the rich man's house. And the boy quietly just picked up the girl. Let's go. Didn't say anything. Like nothing happened. And then the guy started crying. I said, the girl started crying. Listen to my story well. And the boy asked the guy, why are you crying? He said, because you don't love me. He said, because you don't, thank you. He said, because you don't love me. Because if you love me, you should have become angry. You should have become jealous. You should have run. The fact that you pick me coolly and walk back with me, it's a sign that you don't love me. Because real love has jealousy in it. The, the girl said, you don't love me. Yeah. Because real love. Because real love is passionate. That is why when people kill for when you, that's why someone, somebody kills someone because of for adultery, it is not murder, it's manslaughter. You are killing with the motive. There is a godly jealousy in love. For okay, that's whatever. for I have espoused to you one husband that I may present to you as a chaste virgin to Christ. It means that God relates with us as Christ relates to the church as a bride. As a bride. And not even as an ordinary bride, but a virgin bride. Let's forget about a virgin because the virgins are <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> Because if I start start talking about virgin brides. But let's remove the virgin. Let's talk about bride. Because if I put the virgin, there's there's none righteous, no. (laughs) Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is that the commitment between Christ and the church is a marital commitment. Hallelujah. So, you are suppo- so what am I trying to say? It means that if this is the church for you and I to build Reverend Alphonse for us to build we must relate to the church maritally. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maritally. Otherwise look Francisca, we can't build. The only way I can build is we must relate to the church maritally. That's what God requires us. Hallelujah. To one husband, I'm built to Christ as a virgin. Because so far as Jesus Christ is concerned, he deals with the church as as marriage. That is the highest level of commitment. Can I get an amen? Yeah. 
I don't even know why I should go into this area. Maybe, ask me, maybe, maybe, maybe I should go to Patterson to go and preach. Maybe I should go to Patterson, right? Now, what are, this, what are some, I'm not saying this at all, what are some of the signs of a marital commitment? Not comprehensive. Hallelujah. You see, when you are talking about marital commitment, please listen to me carefully. When you are talking about marital commitment, you are talking about a commitment that is forever. Uh, yes, yes. yes. It's supposed to be forever. Don't, don't look at me with your squeeze face. It is supposed to to be forever. So uh, the fact that you yours went up the bend, that's no mean it's ideal. It's supposed to be forever. That's what it is. Marriage is supposed to be forever. Have all marriages been forever? No, but it's supposed to be forever. That's the design. Have some things fell off the wagon? Yes. But it does not mean that that's the design. Your car is supposed to drive on the road. If your car, your tire busts, that is, yes. Have you had a, a puncture before? Yes. But that's not the real deal. So when you are committed to a church or to Christ, it's supposed to be forever. I should be able to rely on you and trust you that next week you will come. Next year you will come. Not, you see, can you imagine you are going to marry? When you going to say, how long have you married? Say, five years. Somebody wants to marry you. They say, let's marry for five years. Then after five years, we come and renew. Marriage is not driver's license. Tell your neighbor, marriage is not a driver's license. Say it again. Say, marriage is not a driver's license. That you have to come on renewing. <laughs> so those of you brothers who are married like a driver's license, I'm telling you, it's not a driver's license. It's supposed to be forever. Amen. Yeah. It's supposed to be forever. That is why, you see, that is why when second uh, Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 7. Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 7. Your commitment to the church, to me, should be, it's supposed to be forever. It does not mean that something should not happen, but that's how it's supposed to be. The verse before, this is what the, 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 the brother quoted for me. Set me as a seal upon thine heart and seal upon thy arm. For love is as strong as the arm. This is what he told me. For love is as strong as death. Okay? Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The cause thereof are cause of fire, which are not most vehement. Then the next verse. Many waters cannot quench love. Many waters cannot what? I say many waters cannot what? So, so why is your love quench? <laughs> I say, why is your love quenched? Hallelujah. Many waters. Many waters cannot drown it. Because it was meant to be. So challenges and challenges and difficulties are not the reason to separate. Look, I beg you, don't be angry with me. 
I'm just preaching the word of God. You see, there is something called the, 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 the blueprint. The fact that we have not been able to achieve it, that's no mean we should deviate. Because a lot of, a lot of charismatics nowadays are trying to poo-poo on marriage. It's nothing. It is, don't say it's nothing. It is something. You may be an archbishop, a pope, you have divorced. I'm not blaming you, but don't say it's nothing. Because unfortunately, a certain doctrine is coming to the church that it's okay, it doesn't matter. In marriage, it's not everything. It's a big deal. If it happens to you, just ask. You see, wait, let's accept that though. Things did not work out. And trust God for his grace and his mercy. But don't say it's nothing. It's like you had a flat tire and said, oh, it doesn't matter. You had a flat tire. So you mean I cannot divorce? Hey, I didn't say that too. I, that's not what I'm saying. But even I can ask what prophet said a lot during the give thyself. You can, but at what cost? You can, but what is the cost? Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say is that, you see, let me see, I believe that I'm a very passionate person. You see, there are certain things that happen to us that is beyond our control. Let's accept it and believe God and pray. But we should also not go to the stream and say it doesn't matter. It matters. Hallelujah. Yeah. But rather, we should trust God for grace. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen in the church? It matters. But let's trust God for grace. After it's not the end of the world. I agree with you. Yeah. Many waters. Many waters. Yeah, cannot quench it. That is why mistakes, you see, see I'm talking, once again, I'm talking about Christ. That is why mistakes and problems should not be the reason for separation. The Bible said that, you know, the Bible said that whilst we were yet sinners, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ loved us. It means that Christ did not abandon us because of our mistakes. So why do you abandon your pastor because of a mistake? I can make a mistake, but shouldn't abandon me. Misha, don't abandon you. I can make a mistake, but I don't think I've made a mistake. I haven't made a mistake. But I don't abandon. But if I don't, I do you understand what I'm saying? Because I will not cut you off because you made a mistake. No. Why do you cut people off because they made a mistake? Why do you cut people off? Why do you cut people off? Mistakes is the reason for cutting somebody off. Be careful. Why we are yes in this? Why we are yes in this? But Jesus Christ, we made, he still died for us. So mistakes and problems should not be the reason for abandoning. Yes, your wife cooked and the stew got burnt. That's okay. Yes, you see, let me, let me, let me give you a key. I'll give you a key too. When you marry, and let's say one day your wife cooked and the food gets burnt. Do you know your attitude? You should rather come and when you should start look at the food on the stove and just lift up your hands. Thank you, God, that I'm like you. I'm receiving burnt offerings. <laughs> yeah. Take it that you are receiving it. You are like God now. Now you are being given burnt offerings. Well, the Bible says you shall bring burnt offering unto the Lord. So take your wife's cool food as a burnt offering and say, Now I'm like God. And after I go to McDonald's. <laughs> Amen. Many waters cannot quench it. So that's number one. Marital commitment is meant to be forever. 
Hallelujah. It means if you are cold, you, I mean, it means that we will make mistakes, but you don't abandon. It means distance should not separate you. You, you are a married man, so when you go on conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you are still married. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm saying this. Is. You are still a married man. Whether you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or South Dakota for a conference, you are still a married man. And if you're a woman too, you are still a married woman. Mm. You are looking at yourself as a man. Now that there's a woman too, you are still a married woman. Whether your boss says make him coffee, make him tea, make him hot chocolate, you are not supposed to sit on his lap. You are still a married woman. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So no more is meant to remember. Number two. In, in other words, this church is still your church. Whether you move to a, a, a new county, a new state, once you did a certain time, this is still your church. Don't abandon me. Because I'm, I did not abandon you. Say amen. amen. Papa, you and I. That's it. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Like this. I don't abandon you. Mistakes should not be the reason why you should leave. Hallelujah. Number two, what, what, what it means to be maritally committed. This one is a big one. Or should I say this one? You see, to be maritally committed means you must love her above everything else. That's what it means. When you say you are maritally committed to somebody, it means you love her above everyone else. It's a tough one, right? Esther chapter 2 verse 17. Esther 2 17. And the king loved Esther above all the other women. It's in the Bible. I'm not saying it already. And the king loved Esther what? You are very quiet. Above what? It means there were other women. That is exactly what it means. So you are not the first man to notice other women. Serious. When you say you love her, it, when you say you, you are married to her, it means you love her above all other women. It does not mean you will not see more beautiful women, you will not see more young women, but she's above all women to you. I don't know, but I, I think I should, I, think I, should I, I should go to Elizabeth. I should go to Malawi, right? It means above all women. So if you are not willing to love her above all women, don't go near. Because she will not be the most beautiful. She will not be the most peaceful. She will not be the most pleasant. But when you say you are maritally committed, it means I love you above all women. Today I'm preaching for the sisters. As I'm preaching for the sisters. That's why if you're a wife, look at your husband and say, I am above everybody. (laughs) 
It's not easy, but we are preaching. Ababa, everyone. That's what it means. The queen loved her above. That's what it means. That's exactly what it means. It does not mean there are no options. As options, they did plenty. Options spread. It did plenty. I like you. It did plenty. But the church must be, she must be above all, love above. You know, one of the, a lot of husbands are nicer to other women apart from their wife. I'm going there. I mean, if I see the way you open cars for other sisters. By your wife. I mean, you are so tolerant with other women, but your wife. As soon as your wife opens your mouth. But other women, oh, okay. Are you okay? Hey! I said, and, and all the wife said, Amen. <laughs> I said, and all the wife said what? Amen. I mean, you can listen to other women. You are so quiet. You are so nice. But as soon as your wife opens his mouth. <laughs> so, what does it mean with commitment? It means that you, there are other churches. There are other branches. There are other pastors. But if you are here and you are committed, you must love this church above all other churches. That's what it means. It does not mean we are the best church. It does not mean that. It does not mean we don't have problems. But so far as you're concerned, this is my, my church. So once you are here, even if Benny Hinn is having a crusade next door, you say, no, my pastor is preaching. I'm coming to my pastor because this is my church. I say, this is my church. Above all churches, I love this one. I'm preaching. That's what it means. It does not mean we are the best. No. But that's, I'm, I'm talking marital commitment. Look, I mean, there are a lot of brothers here. Even the day you proposed, when you went home, you said, mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm being honest with brothers. I'm telling you, when you proposed, as soon as you went home, you said, mm. because on your way home you saw somebody else. <laughs> if only I had waited for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, if only I had de- delayed for one hour. One hour, one hour, one hour, just one hour. Don't look at me like I said, we are all like that. One hour, 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 one hour. You only have waited for one hour. I rush. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Rick. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. But that's what it means. Yeah. So, that, that marital commitment, one. Okay, the one, is, one I said, it means it's, for, it's supposed to be a forever commitment. Two, it was meant to be above all other else. And then number three, I will give you only three points. And number three, what it means to be maritally committed is that when you say you are maritally, maritally committed to something, you are saying that you are willing to pay any price for it. The guy says she loves you. She must be willing to pay any price for you. Say amen. amen. So when it comes, tell me, are you willing to pay any price for me? 
She must be willing. She must be willing. Genesis chapter 29, verse 20. Genesis 29, 20. And Jacob served, and Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed to him but a few days. For the love. For the love. For the love. For the what? For the what? For the what? So if you are really in love, no price is too high. Brothers are looking at me like, Reverend, are you for real? I'm for <laughs> anyway, there's a price. There's a price. When you say you are married to somebody, marital committed, there's a price to pay. Hallelujah. I said there is a price to pay. There's a price to pay. Yeah. If you really love, this seven years, it was easy for him. There's a price to pay. There is a price to pay. There is a price to pay. <laughs> there is a price to pay. Yes. There's a price to pay. That's what that's what real marital commitment means. There's a price to pay. Either way. There's a price. You have to pay the price of patience. You have to pay the price of patience. You cannot be marital committed and impatient. There's a price of patience. One of the prices you pay when you get married is patience. What is a ma- one of the price you pay when you get married is patience. Yes. If there's anything that can test your patience, it's marriage. Yeah, that's the price of patience. You have to pay the price. Are you patient? Because, because, because you will be tempted. You will be irritated. There is nothing more annoying than an annoying wife. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. There's nothing more. Look, there's nothing more annoying than that. Is why the Bible says that the continuous bubbling of a wife, not a husband, is like a continuous rain because the, that verse is a, the continuous noise of a wife, not a husband. I will show them that verse. It means if you are talking about annoyance, wives can annoy more. <laughs> I'm preaching. So the Bible doesn't use man. Look for, look for that verse, brother. It says it's like the continuous dripping of the rain. Go, 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 go. Look, if you are looking for annoyance, marry. <laughs> Oh, the back of the verse. Annoyance. So, aha, uh-huh. a continual dropping in a very rainy day 
and a contentious woman are alike. <laughs> it's in the Bible. In the Bible. Do you know a continuous do you, do you know a continuous dropping? That's what they are meant for. <laughs> Annoyance. A, a continual dropping of a rain rain is a contagious woman. So, so if you don't want go, 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 don't marry. Because when you marry, you hear go, go. <laughs> Brother, is that that has happened in your house before? Huh? It has. Go, go. Ray, has it happened in your house before? <laughs> has it happened in your house before? Huh? Go, go. Hey, it's on Zoom. Say it. You, uh, what's his name? Has that been your house before? Huh? Has that been your house before? Yesterday, it's huh? happened. It's happened yesterday. Yesterday. You see, put your hands together for the I have honest brothers in the church. You are sitting by your wife. You are not afraid. Say it, say it. All the time. All the time. You think he's afraid of <laughs> Continuous. Reverend, Reverend, has it happened in your house before? Yes, my house, my house, my house, my house. <laughs> Reverend, my house, my house. Meet the Reverend in my house. <laughs> it is so that it's, it's double. Go, go, go. <laughs> my house. My house, my house. Maybe, maybe it doesn't happen in your house, so you don't know. <laughs> Yours is what? Go, 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 go. It is there. I say, it is there. So you have to pay the price of patience. This is what? Go, go, go. Quadruple. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. There's a price to pay. Price of patience. Gentleness. Covering. This is the price to pay. This is the price to pay. To be marital committed. This is the price to pay. So it means that for you to be marital committed to the, you must be patient with the church. You must be patient with the church. You must be patient with Reverend Moses. Reverend Moses! You have to be patient with <laughs> Reverend Moore, Chief Moore, you have to be patient with Reverend Alphonse. Even Derek, you have to be patient with him. <laughs> you have to be patient with Epi Rosling. I can't stand Epi Rosling. Who can you stand? You have to be patient with him. You have to be patient with Epi Lane. You have to be patient with him. It's, it's part of it. That's marital commitment. You have to be patient. You have to pay the price. You have to pay the price. That verse says it's a woman. 
is a characteristic of a woman. And the church is also considered the bride of Christ. So Christ is patient with us. We have to be patient. Yeah. That is how you can get commitment members. I mean, for, look, even these young people, they have to be patient with me. As young as they are, sometimes I irritate them. Do I irritate you? He said, I'll knock you. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And the guy was looking at me, he's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm talking about marital commitment. I'm talking about Christ and the church. And I'm talking about you and your relationship. You have to pay the price of patience. You have to pay the price of long suffering. You have to pay the price of forgiveness. They are all prices you pay for love. Stand up to your feet and let's close. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Let everybody pray. Pray for your heart. Pray that you'll be, you be committed. Let's pray for commitment. Let's pray for commitment. That Lord, may I be committed, oh God. If you abide in me and my wife abide in you, that's when you shall bear fruits. Pray that the, whatever relationship that I mean, my church. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.